Mind Podcast, talking all things NFL. Now here's your hosts, Root and Why. Happy draft, Mr. Eve, everybody. I'm Josh Wye, and welcome to another episode of the Woot and Why Show. I'm joined by my co-host, Josh Woot. Hey! How you going, buddy? I'm pretty good. Um, draft excitement is here, considering a year ago, I didn't think Philly were going to have a first-round pick this year. But now, everything's good. It's all come full circle. I'm excited. Yeah, well, it's actually Let's in go. it's actually in Philadelphia, which is even more exciting. Uh, and how, dis- how disappointing would that have been? Well, that would have if, been if you didn't have a pick. Depressing. Yeah, yeah, massively it would have been yeah so bad. So uh, it's the day before the NFL draft, but before we uh, we're going to do an alternate mock draft in today's episode, and then we're just going to talk a little bit of buzz. Um, that seems to be a a buzzword at the moment. Buzz. Uh, a lot of uh, rumors swirling around and, and reports, and you know we don't know how much of it's accurate and how much of it isn't, and w- whether it's been re- released deliberately. But that's all part of the fun of the NFL draft and the frustration as well. But uh, some some signings the last couple of days: uh, Adrian Peterson to the New Orleans Saints. I don't like the move at all. I think it's just like redundant in terms of Mark Ingram. You, you're basically just putting like. I don't know. I, I just feel like they don't value Mark Ingram enough. I feel like he's fine. They need a third down back. They need like a Darren Sproles back. That was when their running game was working so well. It was when they had an exciting pass catching back on third downs. And they rarely run the ball on first and second down anyway. They're, they're a pass first team. I just feel like having Adrian Peterson and Mark Ingram split early down work seems just a bit of a waste to me. I agree. I think it, it's, it's, a, it's a baffling move considering that I think it's like everyone can see that Mark Ingram is talented except the Saints themselves. I, I so just, true. I don't know. It's, it's, it's very difficult to see, unless they're just thinking, you know, maybe that's what we need. Maybe we need a bit of experience. Maybe we, I don't know. But to be honest, they've never had that, you know, that go-to back because Breeze is just a, you know, a throwing machine. Yeah. So it, it, it'll be interesting. Maybe, maybe they just don't have faith in Mark Ingram. It's just, I don't know, maybe they have more faith and they will run it more if they have two backs that can, you know... Who knows? Who yeah. knows? I mean, Breeze is getting Breeze is getting old. That is true. It just feels like a very Saints move. They seem to chase these big names and they never pan out. And the last few years, and I, I tweeted out last night, are the, or the night before, are the, are the Saints the new Rams? Because they've gone 7-9 and nine the last three years and I, I feel like it's overlooked. Like, that's terribly underperforming. We can all laugh at the Rams for going 7-9, and nine, but they're doing that without a quarterback. They have a franchise quarterback in Drew Brees, and they're just wasting it away with these with these signings. It, it's just... It's very frustrating if you're a Saints fan, given that your window's closing. I, I think they need a change in there. I think Sean Payton needs to... I think he's a good coach, but he's sort of the uh, faux GM, but I think they need a little bit of a regime change to some new blood um, in, in that building. Yeah, I, I kind of find it funny now that you mentioned the whole seven and nine thing, considering how often Sean Payton's name was being mentioned as a potential candidate for the Rams job. So that would have been that is that would have been funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and it's telling that the the Patriots would rather send a fifth round pick to Buffalo for Mike Gillisley than sign Adrian Peterson. I, I trust New England's judgment judgment on this, so I'm siding with New England, uh, which you never hear, but here I am. <laughs> there you go. Uh, some more exciting uh, running back news. Marshawn Lynch. It's been official. It's it's, it's been officially announced today. Sorry that uh, did I stutter? He is joining the Raiders, and the the trade involves some sort of fifth round and a sixth round pick in next year's draft. So I think Seattle pick up Oakland's fifth, and Oakland gets Seattle's sixth. And Marshawn Lynch is now an Oakland Raider, and he was seen leaving the building still wearing the helmet. I'll tell you what, Marshawn Lynch in the silver and black looks good. And as uh, you know, Stephen A. gets mocked a little bit, but on first take, he uh, he fired up about it and, and said, you know, Marshawn Lynch lives and breathes Oakland like really passionately. And it was, I think that's so true. It, it, it's it's pretty cool. I'm excited. Yeah, um, I, I I would have loved to have been there when he was doing his physical. I think I think that would have been. Really, really good to see, or like just him 
proving that he's you know he's still got it despite him coming out of retirement and things like that. It would have been good. I mean, he looks he looks good in black. Yep, he does. It, it's it suits him. Yeah, it's uh you know beast mode uh you know black edition. I don't know like they need a, a platinum edition or something. They need like his brand is pretty cool, but they need to like. Make it more sleek now with this with this black and silver. I feel like they could do a whole heap of new branding on uh, on Beast Mode. I do find I do find it funny that um, you know he's going to the black hole and everything like that, where he eats rainbow skittles. Like it's the complete opposite to where he's going. So. <laughs> yeah, a bit of a uh, bit of rainbow action in the black hole just is very contrasting. Yeah. All right, uh, any other thoughts on anything else that's been swirling around the last few days in terms of news? Most of it is draft action. Um, apparently, uh, Malcolm Butler is going to remain a Patriot. So is so is Jimmy Garoppolo. So uh, th- on that front, there is anything. Oh, Jari Evans signed with the Packers, and apparently, uh, according to Aaron Nagler, a Packers beat writer, uh, he's probably penciled in to start, which is a pretty scary thought because he hasn't been that great for for a while. Yeah, but I, I'm like I always think that you know maybe when it gets to these older blokes, that it, all it does take is just a change in environment, or you know just something. Who knows? I mean, Aaron Rodgers can you know release the ball pretty fast to make him look a little bit better than he has been. Yeah, and he'll be playing against an established, you know, alongside an established center uh, and and uh, tackle. So it's not like it's that. You know, bad yeah. of an offensive line. That the Packers have always and, offensive lines always been. Yeah, the, the line the line isn't being rebuilt around him. So no, exactly. Fine. All right, uh, let's get into our mock draft here. It's showtime. We're doing a alternate mock draft. So I'm taking all the odds. You're taking all the evens. We're going to release our own individual mock drafts tomorrow morning ahead of the draft. We also took part in a four man mock draft, and we posted those results up on Twitter, and I'm about to do it on Facebook after we record here. Uh, we get uh, Scott Langford and, and Laurie Horish to join us, and we uh, split teams and picks, and, and we do it that way. Unfortunately, some things didn't go our way last night. We couldn't record, so uh, we've just had to uh, upload those. So people are hammering us for Derek Barnett, Four League, and, and Taco Charlton, but I wish we could explain it, but it seems like a lot of us aren't really Derek Barnett and Taco Charlton fans there, and that was... You know, us acting as GMs on what we would do. So, uh, do you want to do it this way in our mock draft, or, or what we would do, or what we think's going to happen? Um, mm, to be honest, a bit of both because I mean, we, I feel, I feel like it's going to come down to like they could do this, but I think they could do this because they should do this. So, I mean, I don't know. I think it's just going to be a mix. So, I think. All right. We'll just we'll see how it pans out. We'll just roll with it. And then tomorrow is our, our best guess on what we think is going to happen. Uh, yeah. And we'll release that in the morning. And also a heads up as well, we do have a Predict the Pick group on NFL.com. So if you just go on to Predict the Pick, type in the Wooten Wire Show and the password's Jake Butt. <laughs> Um, and we also have a little competition running on the NFL Reddit page, NFL Australia Reddit. So you just got to list who you think the first uh, first 32 players will be that are drafted. You don't have to link in the teams. They don't have to have them in order. Just list who you think will be drafted. So a little bit easier, um, but at the same time, still very, very tough. All right, uh, let's get into our uh, mock draft, and I'll start us off with uh, the Cleveland Browns on the clock, and I think they'll take, I'm not buying the Mitchell Trubisky at one stuff, I think they'll take Miles Garrett, I think uh, he's their best fit, he's a physical freak, and I think they'll take Miles Garrett, it's a no-brainer, best player in the draft. Uh, San Fran, you're up. This, that would be a shock to me if Garrett went first. <laughs> uh, okay, Second, uh, San Francisco. What I'm hearing, as well as I don't think it would be the worst move, considering that they're not a, uh, a two-year turnaround Super Bowl team, is that potentially I like Jamal Adams going there. I, Jamal Adams, the safety out of LSU to San Fran. That, that, is my, that is my selection. I'm not sure about a strong safety at two overall, though. I know he's a great player, but it's just... That seems crazy to me, but like it is seems to be the he is the favorite on on uh, on websites now for the second overall pick. So um, all those reports in Vegas are in the know. It just that seems a little crazy for me. Uh, if it was up to me, I wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. But just the whole, I mean, just knowing the Forty ers like you know, because we're best friends now. Nah, but the 
the GM, the way the GM thinks and operates and everything like that. I don't know. Jamal Adams seems to, you know, it's a, it's a yep. very high possibility that he goes second. Yeah. Uh, Chicago are now on the clock, and, and apparently they've whittled it down to, to three names on their board. And the Deshaun Watson or, or a quarterback at, at three to Chicago is picking up a little bit of steam. But I don't think they'll go Chicago. They're also linked to Nathan Peterman in, in round two. So I think they'll go down that avenue. So I think uh, they're going to be happy that Solomon Thomas is is available. And I think they're going to take Solomon Thomas. I think uh, they want to revamp their defense. They would have considered Marshawn Lattimore and Malik Hooker here. But I think Solomon Thomas is the guy that they want. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that makes sense to me. Um, when it... All right, Jacksonville, number four. I think they would have gone with um, Solomon Thomas had he slid. But this is actually a difficult spot. I can see Jacksonville going a, a number of ways. Do you, do you, do you buy into the, the quarterback at number four? Yeah, it, no? it seems to be picking up steam. Apparently, Tom Coughlin really loves Deshaun Watson. Um, and it sounds crazy that he has a little bit of Eli Manning in him, but Eli Manning is... Is quietly like people don't understand Eli Manning's leadership because he's goofy and a little bit like, you know, like a dad, like a white dad guy. But he is, you know, that was one of the things that Eli was like, you know, um, was a big positive for him. And, and Deshaun Watson's the same way, and he's came up big in big moments, kind of, kind of like what Eli Manning has done in the playoffs. So I, I'm buying that they may take Deshaun Watson at four, and even if. Blake Bortles does turn it around and makes a leap. You have a good problem to have. We've seen what this, like the Patriots are able to yield for like Jimmy Garoppolo. If, if things pan out, you could trade Blake Bortles or Deshaun Watson in a year or two and, and get a good return on it. I feel like their roster's pretty good. They don't necessarily need a player here, but I, apparently they do like Jonathan Allen as well. Yeah. Saying all that, I'm not going with either of the players that have been mentioned. I'm going with Fournette. I feel like Leonard Fournette is just a, I don't know. He 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 can be, you know, the Todd Gurley. He can be he can be there. I don't know. I, maybe that's all it's going to take for Bortles to for the press to be kind of taken off Bortles a little bit. Maybe that's just all he needs. But T- TJ Yeldon's think, not, you know, not converting the downs for him. Not not making defenses. Respect the boss. No, and I mean, I mean, look at their recent history with, say, Storm Johnson and things like that. It's just, it's, it's not good. Leonard Fournette is, uh, you know, people were talking about him possibly going number one last, like, before last year's draft and just things like that. So I mean, he, he's, he's, he's kept up his form, and I mean, he looks, he looks the goods. Yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely does, and and it might, yeah, takes the pressure off. I remember we knocked the TJ Yeldon pick, and a few people went at us on Twitter, but, you know, I think we're right down the stretch. I think that was a massive reach, and uh, I think they need to double down now and, and, and load up at running back. It's a huge need. Tennessee, they're, uh, we're going to get into Buzz later, and we can touch on it while we do this anyway, but apparently they're the team that's most likely to trade back uh, from the top eight, and, uh, you know, Mike Mayock thinks that they'll do the same, as do the same thing. Uh, he has them trading with the Browns in his mock draft, and I, I can see that happening Apparently they want to just grab a, a corner and a receiver while they trade back. So looking at the value here, that apparently they do want corner. We're not doing trades. I think Marshawn Lattimore is the guy that that they want, and uh, he's he's our favorite corner in the draft. I know you love him, with Yeah, and he's uh, he's head and shoulders above the rest, in my opinion. He's he's uh, a complete package. I I, I like the pick. Um, Los Angeles Chargers are licking their lips that Jonathan Allen has fallen here. Uh, got to do the, I think you they, missed the Jets. Sorry, you got to do the Jets. Whoa. Sorry, Jets <laughs> won't. Jets aren't. Jets aren't. Jets aren't looking at Jonathan Allen anyway. No, that, that, that's um, the one position they actually have talent on. <laughs> <laughs> um, this could go a few ways. This could go a few ways. Um, I do. I do like um, the fact that they 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 could take. A, um, a quarterback here. They could, but I feel that it would just be the wrong thing. I think they'd be putting their quarterback straight into a bad situation and it would, you know, it would just be horrible for their development and I think that would just be, it would just be a really bad decision in my opinion. So I think they've got to, they've got to build something. They need to get some excitement into the organization to keep fans engaged and, you know, bums on the seat still and, you know, 
the fans looking positive towards the future. So I think that um, New York Jets going out and getting a wide receiver in Mike Williams would be my way. That would be what I'd be doing anyway. All right. I was fully expecting a Malik Hooker uh, to the Jets here, uh, given his range and excitement machine. But I I don't um, argue with Mike Williams at all. Apparently there's a few teams, including the Chargers, who who are on the clock now, to apparently are interested in... In Mike Williams, the T- Tennessee Titans are also interested in Mike Williams. So I think Mike Williams will go higher than I think a lot of people believe. I also think I'll be really shocked if the Jets pick at six. I, I honestly think they're going to trade down because the roster's so barren. I think they just want to accumulate as many picks as they can, kind of go down that Cleveland route, what they were doing a few years ago. Um, that's how dire it is. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, if, if I was in their shoes, I'd be just trading back consistently. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Chargers here now have a really tough decision, and it's a good decision to have because they really like Malik Hooker, and it's a definite need for them. It's the number one need on their team list at the moment in terms of uh, you know safety help, uh, given Eric Weddle's gone, and, and but Jonathan Allen is there, and he is you know a top three talent in this draft, and you put him next to Ingram and Joey Bosa, and you've got to have a tough front in this division to compete, and I really think that. Jonathan Allen will be a charger if he's sitting there at seven. I, I like that. And given now we've got Gus Bradley there and it's kind of a more of a 4-3 uh, defense, I, f- I feel like he can play inside and then you can also shift him out at DE if you need to as well. So I feel like the Chargers would be licking their lips, as you said before, at uh, four, Jonathan Allen at number seven. I like it. Yep. I like it. Considering I just did scream out <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Allen to the Chargers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I definitely think the Chargers would do, they'd be rushing to the um, podium to do that. Um, all right, Carolina. I think Carolina, sitting where they are, would be hoping that um, uh, Leonard Fournette does slide past Jacksonville. If he does slide past Jacksonville, I do see Carolina snatching him up. But with all the hype um, currently around um, McCaffrey, I kind of like McCaffrey to the Panthers, and I feel like this could be this could be um, you know something that's slowly picking up steam at the moment. And I think come draft day, I, I think he he's also a good fit there. I think that he's just that you know extra. I really think people would look at um, McCaffrey and see him you know not as tough as the, you know the other running backs in in the class, but like watching him on tape, he. he you know, it doesn't give that impression whatsoever. Yeah. He's so he's so quick on his feet. Yeah. He's so quick on his he's feet. He's amazing. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, just imagine uh, options with him and uh, Cam Newton would be so fun. So, oh, I mean, amazing. It's, it's, it's slightly out of hoping that it happens, but it's also, you know, it's a real possibility. So, I, I like McCaffrey yeah, and, to and, the Panthers. And they need receiver help, too. So, if Jonathan Stewart's still healthy and playing well, you could easily put McCaffrey in the slot while you've got... Jonathan Allen at running back. So it helps them in two ways. There's so many things you can do with McCaffrey. And we'll get to a, a, a rumor that Move, Move the Sticks has tweeted about earlier when we, we get to our buzz later on. But um, he is someone that's that's a fascinating prospect. I'm I'm rooting so hard for Christian McCaffrey because he, like white running backs, like it's just they're just fun. Like we need you know we've got to get rid of the stereotype here. It's 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 cool. Uh-huh. Him and Danny Woodhead just. Fighting for for white running backs freedom all I'd around. I'd love for him to slide to fourteen. <laughs> I would. Now the Cincinnati Bengals are a really interesting team because it's you know defensive end and outside linebacker are their you know their key team needs wide receiver as well. But you know given Mike Williams is gone, do they really bite and take John Ross at nine? Um, apparently they like OJ Howard as well, but they do have. Tyler Eifert, Tyler Croft, and, and another Tyler, I can't remember. They have so many Tylers playing tight end. It's ridiculous. Uh, inside oh. linebacker is a, is a crucial need, but Ruben Foster's, you know, it's it's hard to really pick him that high given what he's done in the last sort of 24 hours, and there's even more reports that he's had other drug problems at Alabama. So looking at the what's available and what they need, they already have a free safety in George Ioka and they have a strong safety in Sean Williams, but it's really hard to pass on Malik Hooker. This is a tough decision. I don't know what I want to do here. I feel like they definitely need pass rush, though, and I feel like at the end of the day they're going to say, no, we need pass rush. We need to get to the quarterback in this division. So I feel like they're going to take Derek Barnett here. 
Um, this is more what I think will happen, not what I would do. Um, I think I would just take Melly Cooker, but I think Cincinnati Bengals, so desperate for pass rush, will take Derek Barnett. Yeah, I kind of agree with everything you said. When, when it gets down to this, when it's kind of in the range of, you know, four or five picks away from where someone was kind of projected, it starts to get, you know, it starts to play with your mind a bit. Um, you know, should we should we just be taking that best player available, like how everyone's thinking, and not look stupid in everyone else's eyes if he pans out, that kind of thing. But then, when it comes down to a team with such a glaring need, they have they have to. Like it, when it comes down to something like that, I'm I'm never against a team drafting. You know, where a player is expected to go, roughly. So Barnett is roughly a, like projected to go between say um, eight and fourteen ish. And like that, so that's that's fine if they're drafting him yep. there. But if so, that that's completely fine because it's such a crucial need. Also, yeah, but you mentioned you mentioned their safeties and Malik Malik Hooker. Obviously, I feel like he's going to surpass both of those. But at the same time, his immediate impact isn't going to be felt by a team can, can, uh, in comparison to Barnett. Yeah. Um. All right, Buffalo. Now, Buffalo is an interesting. Um, pick here. I, you can see them going Watson. You can see them grabbing Watson if this was the way it would um, Apparently, play they, out, apparently they're like Trubisky as well. Yeah. To be honest, I don't think they're going to drive a quarterback in the third No, round. That's been, they, they, that was reported again today by a, a Buffalo beat writer that they don't think it's going to be a quarterback at 10. No, I think they do They do like some of these later round um, prospects and I think that will be the way they go. And I, to be honest, I think that's a, that's a that's a smart choice. I, I don't think that um, you know there's going to be such a dramatic improvement on. Um, God, I've gone blank on Tyra. their quarterbacks. Tyrod. That's it. I was thinking Tyler. Nope. Um, yeah, Tyrod Taylor. Um, and you know, who knows? He might have a bounce back season. But I think I think they could really go some uh, wide receiver help here. And I do think I do like Corey Davis to Buffalo to you know take some of that pressure off. Um, Sammy Watkins. Yeah, that's uh, that's huge. I, I would have, I probably would have taken Malik Hooker here to pair with Micah Hyde and and really improve their secondary. But Davis's game, it's crazy how little buzz he's getting. Like you watch him, he's just he's phenomenal. He's so good. Um, he's, he really is. He's a top ten player in this class. It's just his pre-draft process has just sent him like skidaddling down boards because he hasn't tested or, or and had the ankle injury as well. So this is. Crazy. All right, New Orleans now on the clock at 11, and they're, they're going to jump straight in here and take Malik Hooker. They already have some safeties here, but he's an, a dramatic improvement over what they have already, and on a defense that's just got so little talent, they can really do a lot with uh, with Malik Hooker and his range. Um, I'm not really sold on Kenny Vaccaro, and you know Von Bell was fine um, last year, but I feel like Malik Hooker is... Such a talented player that they have to uh, have to take him and, and what he can do. So I feel like Malik Hook is there, and they and they can play three safeties. Um, I think Josh Norris tweeted today that one of their safeties that they uh, I think it was Jarvis Bird played 720 snaps for them last year, and he's now missing. So there's 720 snaps that they can make up in in uh, Malik Hooker. Yeah, and I, Malik Hooker. See, I I don't think both you or myself feel he's going to slide to 11. It's just when we're looking at it, how these teams are picking, we just don't know which team will pick him. <laughs> I feel like we both know he's going to go before 11. Yeah, I considered him at three. Picking, yeah, exactly. It's just really difficult. So then any of these teams could be like, Malik Hooker is a difference. We feel he's going to be better by seasons and then our current starter will grab him. And like that, that makes a lot of sense for a lot of teams, but it's just... You don't know what teams are feeling like that. So, I mean, that's why he slid to 11. But anyway, leave yep. it. I like it. Cleveland, um, plenty of quarterbacks. To be honest, I would take Watson, but I think they're going to take Trubisky. So, Trubisky here, um, I mean, quarterback is obviously a glaring need. It, this would be ideal for them if it goes Garrett Trubisky. Yep. So, yeah, I think that this is played perfectly into Cleveland's hands. Yep, and Arizona now on the clock, and I actually think they'll go quarterback too. Um, I think they take Pat Mahomes. I feel like he's perfect fit for Bruce Arians' offense, the vertical offense. Give him a year to learn and improve that footwork behind Carson Palmer, and I feel like he is a really great fit. And they need to think long term because if they can 
um, transition from Palmer to Mahomes, their their window's still wide open because they're still a really talented team. I feel like people don't realize how talented they are. I know like OJ Howard and 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 Hassan Reddick and things like that being there would really help their team, but I feel like uh, you know this year. But I feel like uh, Mahomes is definitely going to be. Uh, be the pick for them. I, I I think he's a really good fit, and I think Steve Kaim uh, is always thinking well and truly ahead with, with you know long term with his picks. Yeah, um, no, I I agree. I, I, I do I do like my home series well. I know I know it's my pick and it's my team, but who do you think Philadelphia is taking here? See, I I had it locked down. Apparently, it's between Barnett, uh, Charles Harris, and. McCaffrey, I believe, and I thought it was Conley as well, and this whole Conley thing sucks for both our teams because I was just coming on board to, to Indy taking him at 15, and now it's like he's going to slide into round three, and it, and it really hurt our... It was funny how much our other mock draft changed when we had to redo it after the Conley thing, how one pick just yeah. has a ripple effect. Uh, I feel like... I don't know. Philly could go a whole different direction here. They do need weapons to help... Uh, to really help Carson Wentz, so it could easily be a running back, or even like if OJ Howard is sitting there, and I don't think he will be. Again, like we don't dislike OJ Howard. It's just, it's just crazy how this. There's just, I don't know. It's weird how the board will fall on. We're in for a wild ride tomorrow. I, I really am excited because we just generally have no clue. But I, I don't know where Philly go. I, I got no clue. It's, I know, and it's so difficult. That's why I'm completely along for the ride tomorrow. Whoever, it's, I, I think it's definitely going to be a matter of who slides. And like you said, um, who, you know, the buzz, as you like, is that Charles Harris is the, you know, the last person of the people that um, Philadelphia is considering. So I, I think I would take Charles Harris here. But I think I th- it would not surprise me if, they still, you know, if if they went for one of these um, other corners, but the corner is just such a pressing need for Philly at the moment. Yeah. I would, to be honest, if it was up to me, I would go out and get um, Marlon Humphrey. That's who I would. If if it was up to me personally, yeah. I would take Marlon Humphrey. I do. I think he's. I think he's terrific, and uh, like I, I really, really, really like him. But I'm going to pick who I think they're taking, and I think I'll take Charles Harris. All right, we're going to slot Charles Harris in here, and that. It's tough on the Colts because apparently they really like him. I'm I'm not a huge Harris fan, but I can see the tools and I think what he can develop into is really nice. Um, so, you, can you also see Philadelphia taking Dalvin Cook? Yeah, absolutely. But the off the field stuff's really <laughs> concerning. I feel this year there are so many asterisks and question marks about behaviour issues and things like that. Oh. Um, it's just totally, and then part of me feels like all the teams are just going to kind of look at all these and go, you know what? They've all got question marks. We're just going to draft them how we were planning on anyway. So (laughs) who knows? Yeah, exactly. Uh, for, for the Colts here, like OJ Howard sitting here is really nice. Like we need tight end. Jack Doyle's great, but Hassan Reddick is a guy that's going to make an immediate impact. We need help on the edge and at linebacker. And he happens to play both or can play both. So I feel like he's a really valuable tool that we can use, you know, uh, you know, linebacker on early downs and then put him out on the edge uh, on third down. So I feel like if Hassan Reddick is there at 15, the Colts will definitely take him. Um, not saying Khalil Mack, but Khalil Mack, you know, they, they drop him in the coverage at times and rush him. Like, Hassan Reddick can do stuff like that. He's nowhere near as explosive or as, or as good as Mack was, but uh, he's that type of difference maker in terms of, like, his ability to cover and and rush the passer, so it's it's very rare to have someone that can do both at, at a pretty good level. So I really like Hassan Reddick here. Um, he's a guy that um, you know when we talk buzz, apparently he's getting top ten buzz. So it's feels like twenty players could go in the top ten. Um, yeah, I, I, and and then how much of that do you put down to smokescreen and people trying to yep. force other teams to trade up and things like that? Yeah, um, Baltimore. See, I can see Baltimore grabbing OJ Howard here, yeah. but then I'm I'm dreaming of um, dreaming. I, I, I'm never dreaming of Joe Flacco. Let's make that clear. Um, <laughs> but Flacco, I feel like Flacco to Ross, Flacco to Ross, Flacco to Ross is going to become this thing this season. Kind of like Newton to Ginn, Newton to Ginn, Newton yeah. to Ginn. That became a thing, and I'm hoping that it is Flacco to Ross. I mean, it's the Baltimore have missed it so much ever since Torrey Smith left. 
and John Ross is faster and, you know, arguably going to be a far better wide receiver than Torrey Smith can be. So yep. I like I like John Ross here. Okay, John Ross to the Baltimore Ravens. Now, Washington, I feel like they're one of the teams that, that will take Reuben Foster. I think they're happy to take Reuben Foster. They need help at inside linebacker. They don't have a GM right now, so they're the type of team that, you know, they'll just do whatever they want. And I feel like Reuben Foster <laughs> would... Fit. They're going to say, do we need our GM's permission? And they say, what GM? And they yeah, go, That's exactly. Right. And so, take straight in, Reuben Foster is in, and I think uh, he immediately helps their helps their defense. He's a, you know, he, it's so weird. Some of the comparison, like, he, I feel like sometimes he gets overrated a little bit, even though I think he's really great, but some of the play comparisons to Ruben Foster's got just pretty crazy, but um, he is a, you know, a top 10 Share talent. Them. Share them. Who is he being compared to? I can't remember who it was, but someone compared him to Patrick Willis. And I thought that was just insane. Like, Willis was so much faster, more explosive, and heavier. So, like, it's just crazy. I think Ruben Foster's closer to Reggie Ragland than than Patrick Willis. Um, and Reggie Ragland was, like, he was injured last year, so he can't really say, like, he was a bastard or anything. So he's still got plenty of time left. But he was a second-round pick, and he was penciled in as a first-rounder, but the injuries made him slide. But I think Ruben Foster, I think he'll definitely go in round one. I just don't know where. Yep. All right, I like it. Yep. Okay, um, Tennessee. Now Tennessee, originally they could they could have went um, multiple ways, but the fact that Lattimore slid to them, I mean, not five, he didn't slide far. It was only yep. to five. But um, if he does, if Lattimore doesn't go to the Titans there, and the Titans don't trade back, I think they will be picking a cornerback here definitely. Um, who else are they going to pick here? It's tough. I think Edge is a it's a pressing need for them. I think they will probably go tack. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to take OJ Howard for sure. Really? Yeah. They they need they love two tight end sets. He's a top five talent. Like I, I thought they would take OJ Howard for sure. I started writing it in. I thought you were about to announce the pick and say how lucky they are that a player they could have taken at five slides them at at eighteen. You know what? I'm not changing because I feel like Tennessee are just weird and they okay. always kind of do do one good thing and then do something bad. But And also part of me is kind of like, even though I'm, I, I feel Tampa Bay will go Dalvin, I feel that Tampa Bay could also, I mean, I think they would be looking at O.J. Howard now yeah. as well. Well, I'm going to put O.J. Howard straight in because I don't think, I honestly think like, for Tennessee at 18, like David Njoku is definitely on their radar as well. I know, like, and we've we've got OJ Howard sliding, but OJ Howard can go as high as six to the Jets, five to the Titans, ten to Buffalo, twelve to to Cleveland. The Colts could even pick him. Arizona could even pick him. We just happen to go in different directions, but I feel like yeah. And t- and, and OJ Howard is exactly in the same position for us as we were just mentioning to, about Malik Hooker. Like it's yeah. exactly the same. He he will not go at 19. He'll yeah. go earlier than 19. Yeah. But it's just, we don't know where. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too hard. And But with Tampa Bay, everyone's like, oh, no, they've got Cameron Brait. But, like, they used two tight end sets a lot last year. And, like, Brandon Myers and stuff, play, like, the combo of Brandon Myers and Luke Stocker played, like, the equivalent of the same amount, if not more, amount of snaps than Cameron Brait did last season. So these two tight end sets bring O.J. Howard, helps the run game massively. And then you have Cameron Brait and him in two tight end sets with Winston and Deshaun and, and Mike Evans, you're looking at, like, a powerhouse offense here. If he does fall to Tampa Bay, that that's huge. I feel like they'd make that selection in a heartbeat because Howard offers so much as a blocker um, and, a, and a receiver as well. Yeah. All right, so now Dalvin is sliding. Yeah. Dalvin will not go to uh, Denver. No. Let me just make that clear. Um because, yeah, they just won't. Um, so who do, who do I have here, Denver? <laughs> they're uh, they're teeny... They are a huge question mark. They are a huge question mark. They can go in uh, like various directions. Yeah. Um, many, many expect offensive line or, you know, the first or second offensive lineman to go off the board to Denver. Uh, a lot of the talk today is that they like Ramchek or or Garrett Bowles. So that's that's kind of the direction, apparently, that they're heading in. Yeah. Um, all right. Give me the Wisconsin tackle. 
gimme, gimme, Ryan. I think, like, like I said, they can. There's, you know, many ways they can go in, especially because uh, they have a very weird roster. Half their half their um, roster feels like it's extremely young, and then the other half just feels like they're completely full of like these terrific veterans that any of any one of them can fall off a cliff, or they, the you know the the office, the front office, can be looking at that, going, you know, this could, I think, this could be their last, this player's last year. And yeah. I want to bring in their replacement now. And and Denver is so good at that, and it's often overlooked. Like we look at team needs, but like veterans, you know, or or players on their last year of the deal that aren't guaranteed to get a new deal are often viewed as a as a team need by teams, and we, are, you know, us, we're guilty of it. We overlook it, and we don't realize like. When they drafted Shane Ray and Bradley Roby, everyone thought, "Oh, look, you know, they've why are they drafting players there? That they've got players there." But like, Demarcus Ware's retired, so Shane Ray steps straight in, and then like, if Akeem Talib leaves, Bradley Roby's fine. but Bradley Roby's playing plenty of snaps anyway, and it's it's fulfilled their secondary. But they just they just have so much depth because they draft and they they're very forward thinking that way, Denver. Yeah, all right, Det- I agree. Detroit are now on the clock and. I think they're definitely considering uh, defense. They really need to, you know, you look at their team needs, edge, corner, linebacker, safety. So there's so many different directions that they can go in here. Um, I could really piss off uh, Detroit fans by drafting David Njoku to them after the Eric Ebron uh, whole thing. And and, that seems to be a trigger for them, kind of like offensive line to the Colts in mock drafts triggers me. But I feel like they are... A team that would really consider uh, someone like uh, TJ Watt uh, here. I feel like he's going higher than people realize, but I I, I can see them taking uh, and I've just lost the player name now. Malik McDowell. I feel like they need a, a hog molly up front, and uh, he's a guy that's getting lots of buzz. They need that Nadomik and Sue replacement, and I th- I feel like Malik McDowell could be a good fit for the Detroit Lions. Wow. There you go. Yep. So. Do you think? Do you think um, it's 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 always difficult to see what um, team is going to, you know, kind of uh, uh, turn a turn a. I'm trying to think of what the what the phrase is. Kind of turn a blind eye to some of these players with uh, backgrounds. But do you think that Detroit are one of those um, teams that could take Conley? Or is I mean, it's like those kind of players, someone with a background that they. Do you think that or no? Yeah, I, I, I honestly think it's like a case by case basis. There's now a report. There's a now a video. I just got an alert there that says there's a video surfacing contradicting the story of um, the accuser in the Conley incident. So apparently now there's some video that might actually. Uh, help Conley's case, and if that's the case, I can see him sliding. He might slide down, like maybe not top fifteen, but if a team's willing to take him in the second round, like Detroit need corner, Green Bay need corner, like Seattle need corner, Kansas City, Dallas, like they're all great fits for Conley. I feel like there's definitely a team that will just bite the bullet and say, "All right, we believe you. Um, we think you're fine. They've yeah. done their research. They've done their due diligence. We have no qualms taking him." And, and he's a He's an excellent prospect. Uh, I agree. All right. Um, I think this is kind of a no-brainer for me. I'm taking Forest Lamp yep. to Miami. I love that pick. I, I hope that happens tomorrow. That's a one fit I really like. Um, I feel like Miami needs more forest. It's too much wetlands. Yep. Uh, all right. New York Giants. <laughs> now, I I think they take oh, care. His last name was Damp. Forest Damp. <laughs> forest Damp. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, continue. Um, all right, Giants, the Giants. The Giants are going to take uh, Garrett Bowles here. Uh, they like they like Bowles. I feel like they they really need to protect Eli Manning. They have Brandon Marshall and all these weapons now, but they need to keep Eli Manning upright and give him time to let these wide receivers do their thing. And Garrett Bowles is here. I wouldn't discount quarterback either here. Like if there's one on a couple on the on the clock here, I feel like they could easily bite the bullet on Deshaun Watson or Deshaun Kaiser and have an heir to the Eli Manning throne. But um, with Garrett Bowles available, um, he's another name that I could see going in the top 12 or 15 Garrett Bowles, by the way. Um, but I feel like he, he's a good fit for the Giants. Yeah. Yep. That's, um, no, I mean, that's that's what all the buzz is, 
is saying. So, I mean, I think that's what... I, do you think that's just one of those things like like um, when we just... Like Vernon Hargreaves to the Bucks, Vernon Hargreaves to the Bucks. No one doubted it. Everyone had that one yep. thing in their thing. And I, yeah, I it, feel, it just happened. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> o, I feel like O-line to the Giants and, and Lamp, if he's available to Miami, is just... Yeah. Book yeah. it. Book it, Dan. Um, all right. <laughs> um... Oakland, uh, they'll love Jared Davis here. Yep. All yep. Right. Jared Davis. Put him in. Put him in. I like that yep. fit as well. Um, I think he's in. I think he slotted in Dane Bruegel's mock today. Um, he'll have one more where he actually predicts what he thinks going to happen rather than what he would do. So that's one to keep an eye out for a friend of the show, Dane Bruegel. Uh, there's talks the Colts really like Jared Davis. I would not take him at 15, but if we trade down, grab an extra second round, then I'll, I'm happily happily take Jared Davis in the 20 range. Um, yeah, I feel like he's definitely going round one, but not many people are realizing this. Uh, mm-hmm. Houston on the clock, no-brainer for them. Deshaun Watson is available. Uh, they're going to take Deshaun Watson. I uh, hate doing it because it makes them such a better football team, but if he's there, then they're going to take him. Uh, that's a no-brainer decision. Huge hole on their roster. Um, the Tom Savage thing's cute, but Deshaun Watson's a real, a real baller. Um, just that, like, think of that team. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, well, killed me to do it, but it's the right move, so. Yeah. Um, okay, here I want to take, um, Mr. Humphrey. All right. Will you allow me to take Mr. Humphrey? Yes, Marlon Humphrey to the Seattle Seahawks. I like it. I, I feel like they would m- more consider Kevin King, given his size and range. It just fits Seattle more. But I feel like Marlon yeah. Humphreys are far better technical-wise, like far more developed. But I feel like Kevin King has huge upside. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, when it comes to... It's, it's so weird because I feel like, see, when you look at the secondary of the Seahawks, they're completely varied. They, you know, you've got Sherman who isn't that hard-hitting corner. He, he is that technical, I'm going to just smother you kind of thing. And then you've got, obviously, Cam Chancellor, who you're just scared to be in, you know, a field radius of him. So I just think they could go either way. They're, they're going to either go for a ridiculously hard-hitting um, corner or they're going to go for the technical side. So, I mean, they could go either way. But I, 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 maybe it's just because I'm a homer for Marlon Humphrey. But Yeah. yeah. No, nah, it's cool. He's uh, He's your boy. Uh, now, Kansas City are on the clock, and they definitely need quarterback. Uh, but they also need linebacker and corner and running back. So Dalvin Cook is definitely a, an option here for them. So is, uh, sorry, what's his face? Uh, Kevin King, who I just mentioned. Quincy Wilson is another corner I like. But apparently the NFL is much higher on a Dory Jackson than anyone else is. Um, and, you know, Mark, <laughs> it's it's so weird. But I feel like quarterbacks always get pushed up, and I'm going to take Deshaun Kaiser for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I, I just don't. I'm not buying Alex Smith leading them deep into the playoffs anymore. They need at least an option there into the future because Alex Smith's quarterback purgatory. <laughs> no, no, I, I agree, and I think um, when we were doing the mock with the boys, uh, I was hoping Kaiser fell, but he did not. And, yes, yeah, so anyway, he, he would have been my selection in Kansas. Um, now, Dallas, who, do, who, who, would, um, who would Laurie take right now? Uh, he would take uh, TJ Watt. I feel, yeah, he would he'd definitely take <laughs> TJ Watt. Uh, he's taken him both times when we've redone it. Um, so even with Tack McKinley was... on the board, he's taken TJ Watt. So feels like Dallas yeah, Twitter I... loves TJ Watt now. Uh, it's it's insane, and I like it was kind of just a, a rhetorical question because it was oh, yeah. like that's just <laughs> L- Laurie is just like you know TJ Watt mad at the moment, He's but yeah, I, TJ TJ Watt to Dallas. It should or, it should be already written on the card. Yeah. All right, sorry guys, I uh, should have put that in straight away, and, and we should have just skipped straight over it. Uh, all right, TJ Watt to the Dallas Cowboys, much needed pass rush for them. Now Green Bay are on the board and. Secondary is such a glaring need. We saw what Julio did to them and just torched them. It's just like when Ladarius Guns is like your best performing corner, you need to improve your secondary. And 
I, I like Tredavis White here to the Green Bay Packers. I feel like he's a guy that uh, will definitely definitely be a, an improvement for them. So I'm going to take Tredavis White for the Green Bay Packers. Definitely? Pitt, Pittsburgh. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, that's fine. All right. Um, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Uh, they, I don't know. They, like most teams, they've got like you know three or four holes that they can go either way. Yeah, Green Bay and Pittsburgh are t- tough to pick for because oh, they really the, are. The board is so important on like who is available. Like if if a, such a, if a certain player is available, it's a no brainer. But if some of those players yeah. are gone, then it's just it's so much tougher to pick f- for both of them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Kevin King. I'm going to go Kevin King. Kevin um, King. I, I fit they 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 do they they're like being rumored around that you know is I mean. Since Roethlisberger brought up retirement, whether or not he was just, you know, pulling everyone's leg or what, it's like he is old. So if is this the year they address that, or who knows? Who knows? Anyway, go Atlanta, Atlanta. All right, Atlanta are on the clock. They're definitely going to take pass rusher here, and they are stoked that uh, uh, Derek Rivers is still on the board. Uh, I feel like he's going to go in the first round. Uh, Jordan Willis is definitely a guy that they're going to consider here as well. Apparently, they are. Very high on him, but I really like Derek Rivers. I think he's a very complete prospect despite playing Div 2 football. So I'm uh, definitely going to lock in Derek Rivers to the Atlanta Falcons. Fine. <laughs> I have no qualms with that. Yep. Um, all right, New Orleans. New Orleans are already chuffed because Malik Hooker slid to them at 11. So they've already pretty much won the first round. Whoever they get now is just, you know, gravy. Um <laughs> do I finish? Do I finish? Do do I finish risque and go someone like? Uh, uh, oh, imagine! Imagine they doubled up and just shocked everyone and went peppers. That would oh, be crazy. Um, I do. I do think they will. Apparently, they love his peppers' teammate, the burrito guy, <laughs> Mr. Taco. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Taco makes sense, or is it Taco? Taco. I'm going. Depends I'm going. what you call it, taco, taco or taco. <laughs> yeah, all right. Give me taco. Finish finish round one with a taco. It's such, that it's should be such the... a Saints pick, though, right? It, it just feels like a Saints player. Yeah. It's a projection. Taco to New Orleans. Yep. <laughs> all right. I think Hookers I... and tacos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do think, uh, like most things, if the night ends in a taco or something finishes in a taco, you're doing all right. So uh, that's our... Yeah. That's our first round mock draft uh, for you guys. So, best players available, Dalvin Cook, Gary and Conley, David Njoku, who I thought you could have sneakily put to Pittsburgh, would have made their offense just near unstoppable. Cam Robinson, Buda Baker, Zach Cunningham, Evan Ingram, Obi Melifanu, Quincy Wilson, Adoree Jackson, uh, Chidobi, Awuzie, all available, So and Jordan Willis. So, plenty of talent available, but I think we covered a lot of the big names, four quarterbacks off the board, in round one, no Davis Webb, go us. Uh, all right, let's um, <laughs> let's quickly finish with some some draft bars and some hypotheticals because I know you've got to get back to what you're doing. But there's rumours now that Christian McCaffrey could be the first running back off the board, and Daniel Jeremiah said he wouldn't be shocked if he's gone in the top seven. So looking at the top seven, obviously it won't be Cleveland or San Fran, maybe. As high as two is crazy. So looking at the rest of the picks, Jacksonville, Tennessee won't. So the Chargers is something that's really interesting. They lost Denny Woodhead. You put Christian McCaffrey in to replace that Denny Woodhead role. I really like that pick. And remember they shocked the world with Bosa? Could they do it again? They could. And it's not it's not the worst move considering they're kind of a team in limbo. Like they're they're a very difficult team to place. Like every year you can see them having the same year as the previous and going horrible or completely buying into the underdog hype that, you know, they could. Um, I mean, he could. Someone could also trade up into Tennessee's spot and take him there, but I don't think anyone's trading up. For a running back. I mean, yeah, so it's just, I don't think that, I don't think that is an option considering Dalvin Cook, like in our mock, is still there in round two. So, Yeah. um, yeah, I mean... To be honest, I like it. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe eight. 
I think might be the spot. Like like we drafted just then. Yep. McCaffrey to Carolina is good. Yeah, and I, I don't mind the McCaffrey fit in the charge as well in terms of that he's an extra sort of wide receiver as well in terms of like that offense really lost that receiving aspect when they lost Denny Woodhead. So from that perspective, I, I do like it. Uh, we have touched on whether the, the Jaguars will actually take a quarterback on four, and we, we both said it wouldn't really shock us at all. No. I, to be honest, I I like Troops or Watson fine by me. Yep. All right, and last one because you really got to go. Uh, will Mahomes or Watson be available for the Texans at 25? Because apparently uh, Pat Mahomes said that no. Bill O'Brien's taken a real shine and a real fancy to to him. So do you really think he'll be there for them at 25? No. No. I don't. I don't think so I either. Think... I think Deshaun Kaiser I will think, be. There's, there's always, there's yeah, Kaiser maybe. But there's always, always that team that drafts someone unexpectedly. And, you know, I mean, I know we, we um, said that um, Garrett Bowles to the Giants, but who knows? Like, yep. who knows? Yep. Two we spots talk... before him just pinches them away from him. Who yep. knows? Yep, and we talked weeks ago with Mark Schofield about all the teams that could possibly take quarterback, ones with aging veterans and all sorts of stuff, so... Um, and there's even reports a quarterback needy team is going to trade back into the first f- for Davis Webb, which is just insane to me. I do love Davis Webb, you know, taking shots at, not shots, but having a swing for Margot Robbie. I appreciate that, and I respect the hell out of him for that. But as a first-round quarterback, that's just insane to me. I, I agree. Yep. All right. It is, uh, that's the show. Uh, enjoy the NFL draft. I hope you enjoyed our mock draft. As I said, we'll be uh, replacing our, uh, placing putting our mock drafts out tomorrow morning, the morning of the draft. Enjoy it. We'll be back next week to recap all of the draft, talk winners and losers, and, and give our teams uh, some grades. As always, you can follow me on Twitter, at JYNFL. You can follow Woot on Twitter. At Woot, etc. And then you can also follow the show, at Woot and Y. You can like us on Facebook, The Woot and Y Show. Please join our Predict the Pick group on NFL.com and, and have a go on the NFL Australia Reddit page. And uh, please, iTunes reviews. Peace out. Bye.